It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome back to the Bottom Line News Radio 610 K1A. It's hour number two in your Friday afternoon. The phone number is 547-1610. You can also reach us via email, 610K1A.com, bottom line page. Your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. We're on Twitter at Bottom Line 610. Parlor and Facebook at the Bottom Line 610. And our free mobile app through the Google Play and the Apple stores. Rob Francis said Dawson with you. Uh, Tim and Pasco shot us an email, said, Hi, guys, thanks for bringing up the $30 car registration fiasco. I do place some blame on the proponents who didn't make sure the wordings of the proposed law was correct. Also, I lived back east where there was state income tax and sales tax, along with the city taxes, took anywhere from 1% to 3% of your gross wages. And guess what? They were still broke. Thanks for continuing to call the grifters out. Thanks for the email, Tim. And I can tell you, when I lived back east as well, not only did you have those, but you also had the occupational tax. You had a business tax, which uh, the occupational was a privilege for living there. The business tax was a privilege for working there. And that was that was not the, uh, assessed to the business. That was assessed to you as the person. So everything they could find a way to come up with a tax – they found a way to tax you. Now, those two, I believe, were like one was like a $10 a paycheck tax or something like that, you know, so that you had to pay that. But, I mean, back east, they come up with all kinds of skillful taxes to try and, try and hit you. Washington State, they're just they're just looking to, to choke you out now with, with taxes. 547-1610 if you would like to get involved. We got a few things to touch on before uh, we we touch on uh, the turbines at four thirty. Ed with uh, Representative Matt Banky and Benton County Commissioner Will McKay. Um, where do you want to start? So many things. Well, I I have a feeling this might get uh, get get folks' attention. There, you, we've talked about this has been going on for the last couple of years. Um, this whole notion of kneeling during the national anthem. Mm-hmm not uh, going out on the field of play or the court uh, during the national anthem, uh, protesting different facets of, a, a you know, life in this in this country by, you know, protesting the, the playing of the national anthem. Well, a number of sports are now considering just not playing the national anthem anymore. Because instead of trying to uh, find a solution, they're going to eliminate the problem in their mind by just not playing the national anthem. Therefore, nobody can kneel. Therefore, nobody can uh, get upset with people who are kneeling. We're just going to do away with the national anthem. Well, that has sparked a whole new controversy, Uh, you know, the elimination of the national anthem before sports. It's it's a tradition that has gone on for eons and a new Rasmussen poll was conducted about people's feelings about the elimination of the national anthem. And depending on how cynical you are, the, the these results may or may not surprise you. Um, 
th- there might be hope for this country yet. 60% of the respondents to the National Rasmussen poll, Rasmussen, fairly well established, fairly, fairly good uh, polling service. Again, it's a poll, so take it for what it's worth. 60% of the respondents said that not playing a national anthem before a sporting event, mm-hmm. bad idea. 47% strongly oppose that viewpoint. Strongly uh, oppose. 13% were somewhat opposed. So 60%, a majority said, yeah, not a good idea. Uh, the rest of the numbers, uh, 30% were in favor of ditching the national anthem before professional and college events. 17% strongly favor that. 17% of the respondents says, yep, got to do away with it. The other 13% somewhat favor it. 10% weren't sure. So again, it's a poll. Um, I got to tell you that given the climate in this country and the narrative that's being pushed uh, by certain entities, I am surprised that the majority of the people oppose this. I am in agreement personally with that opinion. I think they should play the national anthem. I think it's, you know, we're already doing away with the, uh, you know, Pledge of Allegiance in school because people, you know, turn sideways at it. Um you know, there's there's already a, a move afoot to to take away any any sense of pride in your country. Uh, so it is a little bit refreshing uh, that this poll says that 60 percent, a majority, would oppose doing away with the national anthem. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 KNA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, fellas, it's Mike. What's up, Mike? Couple comments. And I don't mean to stir the pot. Yes, you do. Well, I I just think everybody's feelings count. And we get into a situation where feelings don't count. You know, just my feelings count. Um, If mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. That's the biggest load of crap anybody ever came up with. So I was a pitching coach in the Texas League for four years. We played 120 to 140 games a year, depending on whatever. They played the national anthem. Uh, You had to have your left hand behind your back. You had to have your right hand over your heart. You had to have your hat off. There wasn't any talking. There wasn't, uh, I mean, there was an, an actual policy set that went with the national anthem. And, and for four years, I never understood why we were playing the national anthem for a baseball game when we weren't playing it at other entertainment venues. I, I never got it. I understood it because I believe in my country and, I, and all of that, but I really don't understand what it has to do with sports. The second thing is we're talking, you guys talk all the time about we need these kids in school. We need these kids in school. We need these kids in school. It's safe. It's safe. It's safe. It's safe. 
But the lead every night on the news is how many people died today from COVID. You can't have it both ways. Get, get rid of how many people are dying every day. I'm sick of hearing it. And then on the other side, somebody telling me it's safe. Uh, what is it? Is it safe or are 2 million people going to die or 200 million people? It's, it's an oxymoron. It's, it's time for a change on that. Appreciate the call as always, Mike. Five four seven one six ten five zero nine five four seven one six ten. Well, as far as the second part, I guess it depends on if someone has an agenda or not. Because when they tell you all the people that are dying, they're not exactly breaking it down for you as to who is actually dying. They're just telling you people are dying. That's a very open-ended way of discussing the situation. As far as safe is concerned. Um, is it is it safer for the mortality aspect? Yes. Is it necessarily safer of getting sick? Well, there's a lot of things you can get. Um, you know, one of the things that we know that the social distancing and mask wearing and hand washing is doing is it's really preventing the flu from kicking in this year, and that's a good thing. Um, but, you know, safe... Safe in itself is ambiguous in many ways. Um, the national anthem part of it, you know, it began as a way to keep people engaged in baseball games during the World Series. It, it didn't start as a patriotic notion. It started as a way to keep people from leaving the ball games because they were nine game series at the time, and I think it was the owners of the Chicago Cubs that tried it once and. Hey, people! People liked it. Let's 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 do it again. But it didn't really catch on until World War II, where it became an institution in in the sporting world. The Pledge of Allegiance I have a much bigger problem with because those schools get federal funding, and so if you get federal funding, you should say I pledge allegiance to the United States, you know, to the flag of the United States of America, uh, because you're getting federal money, and so to not do the Pledge of Allegiance is a major league smack in the face. Um, so that, that yes, that, that one is to me is a much bigger deal than the, the national anthem. I look at it, I guess, like this now at this point in time after it's been under attack for so long, Ed, that um, I would rather, if it's going to be if somebody is going to make a statement at the expense of the flag and the national anthem, I'd rather see them not play it than play it and watch people spit on it, disrespect it, ignore it. Um, maybe I've maybe I've just had enough of it. I've been jaded and cynical enough with it. But I'd much rather if you're going to have a bunch of people who really don't want to show any type of pride or respect for it, don't play it. Because it'll save my blood pressure from going up. I guess I view it as then, then the bullies win. You're right. That's 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 how I I view it. And um, look, uh, going back to to a, before we go to the next caller, which we will in just a few seconds. Going back to what something what Mike said was, um, it, everyone's opinion does matter. I mean, this show is a perfect example of that. Everybody's opinion matters. But where we've gone astray is mostly politicians 
you know, want to put more weight to a minority opinion to bring it up to the majority level. And that is that's that's not what this country was founded on. It's it's founded on majority rule. Yep. And it's it's too bad. But there are winners and losers in in society and in life. So, yes, everybody's everybody should be heard. Every opinion matters. But when it gets down to it, if more people want to do something, then it should be done. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Max from Kennewick. Hi, Max. What's up? Well, you kind of stole a little bit of my thunder. Sorry about you that. Don't cave in. You, don't, you don't cave in to the protesters because, like you said, then the bullies win. Uh, if you don't want to respect the flag, respect the anthem, get the hell out. Go to another country. See what that's like. You'll be begging to come back here, I guarantee you. Uh, I don't know. I'm probably ignorant about this. I wasn't aware that they quit saying the Pledge of Allegiance in the schools. If they did, that's a crime. That's terrible. we got to teach people to respect our country and to love our country. And if they don't want to do it, I mean, they can protest if they want. That's their right in a free society. But don't alter what we do just to, to pander or to somebody else's point of view. Uh, especially in the schools. Schools are federally funded. One of the reasons some people come to this country, even illegally, is because we educate our young people. A lot of foreign countries, you've got to pay to go to school. Uh, I had a woman come to my church a few years ago from Mexico. She was an illegal, but she wanted to learn English. She grew up living in a cave and didn't go to school because there was a cost to it. So don't take for granted the things we have in this nation and respect them, and we need to teach that. If we don't if we abdicate to schools, then you've abdicated your future and your youth, and we cannot do it. That's my opinion. Thank you. You bet. Thank you. 547-1610 is the number, 509-547-1610. Not all schools are doing away with the Pledge of Allegiance, but more and more are, and that is the trend moving in that direction. More of the bottom line after this. Speak your piece. Call 509-547-1610. More of The Bottom Line, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Back at The Bottom Line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547-1610. If you'd like to get involved, Perfection Tire with four locations here in the Tri-Cities waiting to serve you. They've been doing it for almost 60 years now. And more than just tires. They make sure that your car runs the way it should. They check the hoses, brakes. They'll work on your Belts as well, not to mention tune-ups. It's all under the purview of Perfection Tire. Visit their website to check out all their services and the huge selection of tires, perfectiontire.com. You're up on the bottom line. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is Michelle from Pasco, and um, you moved on to the anthem a little too quickly for me. I wanted to respond to Jason's um, call to get people involved on bills because they're, they're, people used to be able to call the 1-800 number give their address, and they could submit their comments, or they could go online and do bill comment, and those used to be read by all the legislators. Well, they've changed the website, and that's ledge, or L-E-G, like leg.wa.gov, 
And in the upper right-hand corner, it says participate in a committing hearing. Um, every time they introduce a bill, you have at least 24 hours to go in. And you, even if you don't have a direct testimony, you can register pro or con for that bill. And that does get seen by the entire legislature. So I would really encourage people to listen to Jason. It's not hard. It takes about two to five minutes. And it makes all the difference in the world. Um, we can't not try. And it, it really isn't that hard. We get overwhelmed with the impact it can have. But if we go and do what we can do, it, it truly makes a huge difference. I just want to encourage your, your listeners to do that. I can send you an email, and I, I would refer you to page 9 of that email. Um, if you give me your email address one more time. I'll send it to you. 610k18.com, bottom line page. That would be the best way to contact us via email uh, as far as the show is concerned. 547-1610 if you would like to get involved in the program. Um, you know, the, the, the calls go out and... Um, Depending on what the issue is, usually depends on how significant it is. And uh, to be honest with you, uh, taxes has always been a sore spot for a lot of people. And so, and so is transparency. And so, hopefully, we see a number of individuals contact lawmakers, not just in their district, because the ones in their district, let's face it, around here in the eighth, the ninth, the sixteenth, the thirteenth, the fourteenth, they're against it. You don't have to convince your lawmaker. It's lawmakers on the other side of the aisle they have to convince. It's the ones that are maybe in purple districts that need to hear from you about the impact that it will have. Because while, yes, they are representatives of a legislative district, they also take a vote that's going to impact the entire state. So maybe maybe an argument like that will help some of those that are wondering exactly how this is going to play will help them will help them think but if you're a democrat in a rural district how you could conceivably vote for an income tax is beyond me it really is shocks me because even though even though most of the population is in king county there are more lawmakers outside of king county than there are in king county so i don't know but again, we, we keep hearing about the leverage. We keep hearing about the threats. We keep hearing about um, the, the pressure that's applied. Maybe there's more to it than, than, than that. But if that's the case, then if you're going to bow to that kind of pressure, you, maybe you shouldn't be an elected official because you're elected to represent people, not your party. The party you identify with, the people is who elect you. We'll take a quick time out, get you some local news. And then when we are back, we're going to talk with Representative Matt Banke from the 8th Legislative District, Benton County Commissioner Will McKay, bring you up to date on what's going on with the Scout Clean Energy Wind Farm Project and what you can do to make your voice known in regards to it. The bottom line, the only place that cares what you think. Call in now, 509-547-1610. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA, 547-1610 is the number. Going to put on hold for a few minutes. 
Joining us in studio, Ben County Commissioner Will McKay, and uh, hopefully we do get 8th Legislative District Representative Matt Banky on the line uh, as we discuss the latest developments in the proposed wind farm plan uh, for the Benton City area. Of course, they bypassed the county in this because they probably figured, uh, Commissioner McKay, that uh, they would not get a thumbs up. Yeah, so they passed it and uh, went straight to FSEC. And so, actually, our board is um, going to bring up a person on uh, Tuesday. We're going to uh, we have a um, a reclamation or a uh, what's it called uh, resolution. Resolution. There we go. Have a resolution, and we're going to have that on. And with the gentleman, we're going to request to be on the FSEC board. Um, and so, um, and we've gotten a letter from FSEC, basically saying, "Hey, we're, they're re- going to be requesting uh, to have us submit someone to the board um, for the state." And then they're going to have a open. They're still waiting for a date for a public hearing, okay. and that's the big one. That's where we really encourage. Go ahead, if you. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, oh no, no, no. You, go ahead, finish, finish that. Because then I have a question for you about some information that okay. we got today that yeah. I'm, I'm interested in your thoughts. On. So, and then, so as soon as we get that date, we don't have that date. We're supposed to know that date in about two weeks for the public hearing. As soon as we know that, we want to have testimonies. Um, we're 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 trying to find a venue that can actually have a public hearing instead of a virtual hearing. Um, so we're still working on that. But just to let everybody know, Benton County, we're on top of it and pushing hard to get information out. So they submitted like about a thousand pages worth of stuff. Yeah. From my, my understanding of Scout yep. Clean Energy. One of the things in there uh, was a handwritten note regarding the purchase of two millions of ga- two million gallons of water from the city of Kennewick mm-hmm. that they were going to transport via a trucking company from outside the area that mm-hmm. was going to come in and do yeah. this. Now, let me ask you if, if you can maybe shed some light on this. They're going to buy, a private company is going to buy two million gallons of city water from the city processing plant, paid for by taxpayers, which is 2 million gallons that the residents of the city of Kennewick will not be able to use, that will go to, to this wind farm, which is a which is on county land, mm-hmm. not even in city of Kennewick land, so you can't even make that stretch. Is this above board? Yeah, so that's, to me, I just got that information today, too, so we're looking into that. There's a lot of logistics that that's going to cost us a lot of money um, that we're basically showing to the, that we're conglomerating together to show, hey, this is going to cost the county tons. Like, you look at the roads, those big, huge, massive semis going down our our graveled roads in the county, they're not going to support that. Imagine all the damage that we're going to have. After they're done with the 244 windmills that are 500 feet tall from Finley all the way to Basin City, for the people that don't know about it. And, and let's take it a step further. The 244 windmills that are going to, as, as they very kindly say in their email, uh, create 1,000 jobs. But what they forget to say is that when the, when the construction is over... It's going to drop to about fifty jobs. Yeah, yep, yeah. They they they're, they told me forty six uh, a couple weeks ago, and um, and it's interesting too. When I first met with them, when I was running through my campaign, they said, "Oh yeah, it'll have about sixteen to eighteen jobs, uh, maintenance and 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 you know in house stuff." And then the second time I met with them a month or two ago, it's now. 50 jobs, let's say 50 jobs, it's like 46, so 50 jobs, let's say, but the pay is nothing compared to like out there at Energy Northwest or a nuclear site. You look at Energy Northwest, what they have 12, 1800 employees mm-hmm. making decent wages, very decent wages. Um, 
And the nice thing about the nuclear energy is we know that we're going to be getting power versus right now I can guarantee if you look up on the hill, those windmills are not turning. Well, and take it a step further. You know, take it a step further, Commissioner McKay. Um, they're, they're promising you revenue, but it's working out great for Texas right now. Well, and that's and the thing is, too, I asked them specifically, too, in my interview. I, I had like, I've had probably about four hours worth of interviews with these people. And I've asked them, I go, where's the power going? The power's not going anywhere. The power, they don't know where the power's going, but it's not going here. It's going down south. Go ahead. Oh, that was my question. I mean, <laughs> you know, if you look, if there's a give and take in a relationship with a with a company and a community, um, you might be able to look away from you know the water issue, or even the eyesore issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, or whatever it may be, the, even the jobs issue, that it's not going to create a bunch of jobs, at least if we could get X. Doesn't seem to be anything in it for us mm-hmm. at all, except for roughly 50 long-term yeah. jobs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and that's not a bad thing. I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing 50 jobs. But when you look at the pros and cons, you know how we... We, we tend to put, uh, you know, things in, in the plus column and the yeah, minus yeah. column. Tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, you know, are, 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 don't the minuses outweigh the pluses in this? Yeah, no, I agree. And, and that's the thing. But it, 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 what's interesting is there's there's too many minuses, I think. There's too many negatives with this because you look at, first of all, like what I mentioned earlier, the road damaging, the water issue that you're talking about, City Kinnewick, the decommissioning in 30 to 35 years. You know, that's a massive issue. They, I mean, the, granted, the the poles, the, the towers themselves are like 95% recyclable, okay, is what they're telling me. But the blades, they're still working on the blades part. And so that's a big issue. But I look at it this way. Our region, our area, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm kind of close to right. We pay like eight to nine cents a kilowatt. We're like one of the lowest regions in the country Mm -hmm. for power costs, right? And so, and one thing that they brought up is, well, hey, in eight years, Tri-Cities with the growth that we're going to have, we're going to be out of power. Okay, I get that. Well, I'm hoping Matt, Mr. Binky can get on because you look at the the energy plant that just got approved in Benton County over by the nuclear plant, the small uh, energy plant that got approved. I hope that goes through because we know that and that's going to help us out even more. So... That's the only thing that makes sense, though, is 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 possibly in eight to they say eight to ten years we're going to be starting to really stretch for power because of the growth of our community, which makes sense okay. because the dams can only produce so much power, right? But Texas is a perfect example. New York is a perfect example. California is a perfect example of depending on windmills or solar panels, you're having outages. I guess one of the other questions, and maybe it's not a factor, just kind of popped into my head. The land that is going to be, that these windmills are going to be on, that, you know, once that once that project takes off, even if you at some point decide to tear those windmills down, repurpose them, recycle yeah. them, or just simply tear down, can you use that land, uh, you know, for something else? Or, I mean, that land is not going to be available for anything, yeah. whether it be commercial or residential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's exactly. But again, what you know, where's the world going to be at in 30 to 35 years? We have no idea. Um, but yeah, that's a good point. I do know in, in that thousand page thing, the thing to the state, the, the permit uh, application, 
um, it states like the lease, the leasees that they're that they're scouts working with to lease from the owners up there. Um, but again, we have our our county right now. There's people going through it, going through the application and stuff, and so we're really we're really nitpicking it and trying to go through this because. Um, a lot of my constituents that I that voted for me have, have communicated with me on this, and um, the biggest thing, you know, the eyesore and and power, and there's just doesn't make sense. What what about tax dollars? I mean, for the for the county, mm-hmm. I mean, is there? I, I again, I'm trying to put a few things in the positive column, yeah. and I'm I'm not a proponent of taxing a business yeah. out of existence, but. You know, is there any discussion at the county level of of taxing this product or project, I should say, to a point where maybe it might be more palatable to the, the residents here? Yeah, that's a good question. I know, and and I I don't want people to hold me to what I'm saying right now on this part because I'm still learning a lot of this. Is the is there is there they're saying that they'll it'll bring about four million dollars into the county each year, which is great. It's a plus, um, and so that that's a benefit. But but longevity wise, where is it at longevity wise? And so and then I look at, you know, again, I'm learning a lot with the budget had 100 million fire hoses shoved down my throat this last four weeks, learning a lot of stuff. But our budget's pretty fairly big and four million dollars in the scheme of things is kind of small of a, of a revenue. Again, that's a great $4 million to bring into the County and we can use it for other things. But for me, that's a mind little, little teeny, teeny plus versus that's like one positive versus all the negatives we just talked about basically. But here's the other piece of this. No matter where it is, wind is single digit percentages in contributions to the grid. And more often than not, companies like BPA have to buy more of it mm-hmm. and diminish what they're putting out. Mm-hmm. So could they put out more hydro? Well, they could, but they have to buy this stuff yeah. because they're being forced to by the government yeah. so that these people can contribute 6 7 8% to the energy grid, which right now they're contributing nothing because they're frozen. Mm-hmm. And how much damage is being done? How much, we, we mentioned this yesterday. Probably didn't get an answer to it. Probably won't. But what is is that shortening the lifespan? Is the fact that That's they can't question. turn because they're frozen? Is that shortening the lifespan from twenty years to fifteen mm-hmm. years to twelve years? Yeah. What kind of damage is being done inside of those frozen turbines? And who knows when they're going to thaw out because of the elevation? Yeah. I mean, all of this, and you're going to sit there and you're going to tell us that you're going to take all this land. You're going to put 244 of these up. This is going to be a great boon to who? You. Because you're going to get paid and everybody else is going to get screwed. Well, and they're going to get, they're getting, and I don't have know how many millions and hundreds of millions they're getting, but they're getting a ton of rebate from, from the state or from the country. I mean, the rebates from the gov, basically from the United States to build this. It's just like solar panels on the house. You get the rebates and stuff. These guys are getting hundreds of millions of dollars to put these in. So, so it's and they get to sell the power to mm, whomever to whoever, and they don't have that. Which makes sense. They don't have the contract for that yet. That makes sense. But they they don't know where it's going. But I can guarantee it's not going here. One other thing. One side note. You know how I'm sure you guys talked about the dams. Idaho getting rid of the dams, right? I think you talked about it last week. I think. Yeah, the so, congressman wants to wants to do it, but the farm bureaus come out against it. Yeah. A number of other in Idaho mm-hmm. have come out against it as well. Because you look at it. I mean, that one thing that I talked about the fish thing. So I'm on the Yakima Fish Association. I'm learning a lot in that side, and there, and and I see the worries that they have with the salmon, but good golly, spend the money that you're going to tear down one dam on and put that money into the locks and upgrade the locks and stuff and, and generate, maybe do another, maybe do another dam and more updated dam to generate more power. 
Um, but yeah, again, the windmills, I, I really encourage whoever's listening um, to contact the commissioners, uh, Benton County commissioners, and uh, just put a statement in or just keep updated with you guys on your webpage. I'll keep you guys updated, too, on, on when the public hearing is going to be. Um, I'll keep you updated on what's going on. Um, Tuesday, again, at 9 is our meeting, and we're going to um, submit the name uh, for that to the state for the FSEC board. And then the, the, the worst thing, though, this is what's crappy. FSEC, even if FSEC says no, the governor can still override it and say, screw you, we're putting the windmills in. Well, I guess we need to look at the PDC then, huh? Yeah. See if Scout Clean Energy has made any uh, any donations. Did they made any donations to the governor's campaign? Well, even if they didn't, I mean, this goes right in line well, sure. with his Absolutely. Uh, you know, clean oh, energy totally. policy. Right? But yeah. that's the first place to look. Well, I mean, sure. you, you, but see, you definitely, definitely, can, so, because we, 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 we know that special interests have a special place in the governor's heart. My, my thing is I'm, I'm for clean energy. Like, like new, like I love seeing it. I mean, I've done tons of jobs out of energy in West. I think it's a great facility. I hope the other one gets rocking and rolling and stuff. So I'm all for clean energy, but, but the windmills, it just doesn't make sense. It's not a, you can't turn a light switch on today knowing that you're going to have power today with those windmills there. And it especially doesn't make sense when you just got that approval for another reactor to be mm-hmm. built with it by Energy Northwest. It makes zero sense yeah. to do a windmill farm when you're going to exponentially increase your nuclear energy output. It's yeah. it's beyond ludicrous. I can understand solar. Yeah. I can get that. I can even understand if you want to try and do wave energy because of all the water that mm-hmm. we have in Washington state. But the windmills make zero sense with the contribution yeah. that they have and not to mention again. How yeah. many bald eagles we'll You know, see. somebody somebody made a comment uh, about, you know, cats killing more birds than uh than, than wind turbines. So, you ever see a cat walk around with a bald eagle in his mouth? Yeah. No. They that's and that's one big thing too. And so they're so we're actually doing we're looking like I said we're looking through the application like with a thin tooth. Comb. I mean we're Good. magnifying it. And one thing too is there's a group that they say they they have in there um, that like a third party that does part of the studies. And um, it sounds like they're they have a couple lawsuits against them for false information. I, so we're looking into that. Um, I'm not saying that that's true or not. We're looking into it, but we found out that they do have a couple lawsuits against them for that. So, we're, we're again, we're doing all we can. I, I understand there's probably people out, in fact, listening to this, that there are for the windmills. But long story short, um, you know, and like you said, the solar panels. I even told I told Scout, I go, hey, if you guys want to do solar panels, I'm for solar panels. They're low-vis. Do them because, the, you know, coming up 395 from Hermiston, put them on both sides and no one can see them. I mean, I go down to Vegas where my in-laws live. We go south of Vegas and there's solar panels everywhere, and I don't think twice of it. But when you go through Palm Springs in California or, or you go all the way to Portland or, or up to Seattle, you see the windmills everywhere. 300 days of sunshine, man. Yeah. Solar works here. We don't yeah. have 300 days yeah. of wind. Yeah, feels well, we like it sometimes. Days. Well, when, when it comes in, it's... But then again, you have those days that, yes, you've got some gusts that come in. That's a great day. And then you could have, in the middle of summer, weeks, mm-hmm. months, yeah. where the wind really doesn't blow. And sometimes sometimes it can blow too much. It can be, like, so this weekend, so it's supposed to get a big storm coming in on uh, Sunday night and Monday. Yeah. Anyways, long story short, it's supposed to... Yeah, So and sometimes they don't blow during that wind. It just, it doesn't... It, yeah, it's it's... It, we definitely need a better option. No ifs, ands, or buts yeah. about that. Commissioner McKay, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having Giving me. us an update on the situation. Um, looking forward to, to, to more updates um, as this project gets ever closer.
closer. Yeah. We'll take a quick time out. Come back with our final few minutes here on the Bottom Line News Radio 610 KONA. It's Friday afternoon, uh, and that means that means the donkey of shame, Ed. It does. And uh, we, 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 we've got a couple of we, – we've got more options, really, than we should this week. So we'll try and narrow them down for you when we get back. Can't get in by phone? Give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610kona.com. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610KONA. Final few minutes, bottom line, News Radio 610KONA. Friday afternoon, Ed, the final few minutes usually means donkey of shame. Yes, it does. And, uh,. I've got a lot of candidates this week. We do. I'll begin. My donkey of shame rider this week is Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Bill Gates, yes. Microsoft founder, um, oligarch of the town of Redmond, Washington. Uh, Bill Gates, yes. Bill Gates uh, is on my donkey of shame because he, um, well, he, he... Put a picture on social media, on Twitter, to be exact. We've shared it, by the way, on our Facebook page and on our Twitter page. A Bill drinking a glass of water. Uh-huh. Now, you may ask yourself, why Why would Bill Gates be on the donkey of shame for drinking a glass of water? Well, Bill was very proud that that water that he says he is drinking, and I can't, can't say one way or the other, but don't know for sure, wasn't there, didn't watch it being made or processed. But he said the water was from human feces. Ah, uh, what? Yeah. Yeah, the water he was drinking was a byproduct of human feces. And he was giving everyone an update on the machine that made the water from poop. And you know, Bill, it's been a I mean it's been a couple days for, for Mr. Gates. A couple days ago he's showing pictures of of synthetic beef and said, Well, you know what? You'll just get used to the taste. Yeah, no, no, I won't, because I'm not gonna eat it. And I'm also not going to drink water made from poop. So, Bill <clears throat> Bill Gates Enjoy your poo water on the donkey of shame. So I'm not drinking it ever. <laughs> ever. I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't even know. Never. It's in fake steak and poo water. No, never. Well, my donkey of shame is, um, it, this is, this is a, a little bit different than what you might think. My donkey of shame actually is uh, U.S. Senator Ted Cruz. Um, And, yes, he's taken a lot of heat uh, for his decision to uh, take his family on vacation, uh, you know, when all heck was breaking loose in his state. Uh, I'm not getting on him so much for that, although he should be, you know, he just proved that he has been in politics too long because every politician, no matter what the letter next to their name is, thinks that they're, you know, above the law, so to speak, or even above the the court of public opinion. Uh, it wasn't a smart move to do, but I'm uh, he's riding the donkey of shame because of of his reaction and and coming back at people. It just goes to show his reaction to to those that are upset at him. Same thing as what he's done to people on the other side of the aisle. And it's just one more example of the state of affairs in this country isn't just about R's and D's. It's about those that have the power and the rest of us minions who, by order of the way this country was made, is supposed to have the power. We don't have the power 
It's the political elites. I don't care what party you are. Those are the people that have the power. And it should be the other way around. So just guilt by association, U.S. Senator Ted Cruz. That's all for The Bottom Line. Coming up, ABC News and all the day's local news, weather forecast, and more on the Afternoon Report.